0: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. A lot of work, a lot of effort went into this, this document. You know, uh, my life work went into this. I know the importance of this.
1: Ah, The late, great
0: Glenn Frey, you belong to the city, Glenn. Part of that great Eagles group, he's gone, of course. He died back in 2016, but what a group, Don Henley and Joe Walsh and Glenn Frey. I'm missing others. Uh, Ray Meisner just died last week. He created the Eagles. He was 77 years old. And the Eagles are set to tour with Steely Dan coming up this fall. But uh, some of those guys, unfortunately, are gone My next guest, it does not come more impressive than this. He's the only man ever to lead the police departments in this country's two biggest cities, being police commissioner here in New York between 94 and 96, and again 2014 to 2016, and again was the chief of the Los Angeles Police Department, also was the commission in Boston from 93 to 94, and anybody who knows anything about this city, will tell you the same thing, and that is that he, along with Ray Kelly, who's going to join me coming up in about 30 minutes, as good, if not better, than any police commissioner in this city ever. With that said, here he is, Bill Bratton. Bill, good morning, buddy. How are you?
1: Good morning, Sid. Good to be with you.
0: Nice, uh, nice to have you back. I played a little clip there of the mayor, Eric Adams. He unveiled this plan a couple of days ago, nearly a half a billion dollars to fight crime in this city. I don't know how well-versed you are with that plan or what exactly that plan entails, but are you confident that the mayor has something there, or is this just more money and more talk?
1: Well, he's trying. That's the good news. Unfortunately, most of the rest of the politicians in this city and this state are not. They're going in a different direction. Uh, The mayor's uh, almost half-billion-dollar plan is all about collaboration between all the city agencies that deal with the issue of of crime and disorder. Uh, my second book is called Collaborator Parish. I'm a great believer in collaboration. So that's good news. Uh, of that half billion dollars, though, only $40 million of that is new money. The rest of it is basically money that's already been committed. So how they're going to juggle it to try and refocus it remains to be seen. But I applaud the effort. Uh, a lot of work to do. While well, the crime numbers this year are looking pretty good uh, compared to last year, there's still a mess compared to pre-pandemic, pre-the legislature screwing everything up with their criminal justice reform. So it is still a very uphill uh, struggle in the city.
0: You know, I'm always critical or hesitant to believe these crime stats, Bill, not because I'm a cynic, and this is your business, not mine, but I have a lot of friends who are cops, and they love me. They love this show. And I know these guys are not arresting every perp on the street. They don't want to do five hours of paperwork to see the guy back out on the street in 15 minutes. So I'm very leery to give credit to crime numbers being down when, in fact, we know this is a different era and cops because of the way they're treated by the city and, quite frankly, civilians aren't doing what they used to do. Is that a
1: fair statement? Crime numbers are always an inexact science. Uh, Some of the... uh... Statistics relating to murders, shootings, stolen cars are very accurate. You're not hiding the bodies that uh, people get shot to go to the hospital. Right. Uh, others are more nebulous. That uh, The idea that a lot of people don't report minor crime. Uh, unfortunately, uh, some police officers discourage the reporting of it. So there is an uncertainty of crime numbers, but the department has historically uh, going back to uh, when Ray and I were uh, running the department back in the 90s, really worked very hard to ensure the accuracy of the numbers we give to the public. So those compstat numbers that you get every week and one of the few police departments in America that report those numbers uh, almost daily, but definitely weekly, there yeah, is about as accurate as you can get. But the reality is that it's generally understood that almost 50% of crime goes unreported. Let me give you one statistic, for example. Uh, I'm on the board of directors of a company called ShotSpotter. That's the gunshot detection system. New York has the second largest system in the country behind Chicago. And every city where ShotSpotter is located, 70 to 80% of those gunshots that its system detects are never reported by the public. So there's an issue in the sense of how safe is a city when you know you have this many shooting victims, victims, you know you have this many murder victims, you know you have... Uh, all this crime involving guns, but 70-80% of the shots being fired are not reported by the public. Why? Because they think something is not going to be done about it. Interesting.
0: The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com Please note,
1: the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice.
0: This is a former New York Police Commissioner, not once but twice. Uh, Bill Bratton, also L.A. and, uh, and Boston and Uh, A lot of the stuff I'm talking to you about now will sound the same in about 25 minutes with Ray Kelly. But, you know, both of you guys had – you had two stays. He had the longest tenure. We had some of the safest time in our city because of you guys. And you got to go back to the mayor. I mean, I know you said Eric Adams is trying, and I believe that. I've got to know Eric pretty well, and I think he's a pretty good guy. And I think he – he gets caught up in the politics and taking pictures you know, with the DA smiling in the street. That's just a bad move. Don't do that with Alvin Bragg. So he does stuff like that. But I think you're right. He's trying. But why is it with Eric Adams, we give him credit for trying, but Rudy Giuliani, he succeeded. Why can't Adams succeed Bill Bratton
1: like Giuliani? Very different times. Uh, Rudy had the good fortune of having a criminal justice system that was a system. Uh, he had the good fortune of working with Peter Ballone early on, uh, uh, one of the best speakers the city has ever had. Balone had worked with Dinkins to get the 6,000 additional cops that uh, Dinkins and Kelly hired, but those 6,000 cops came on as Rudy and I came in the door. We had a lot of resources to work with. '94 we created CompStat, so we had the most accurate crime tracking system in the country. But Rudy also had laws to work with. You could arrest a fair evader for the simple act of going over under the train while paying the fare. Today, you cannot arrest a fair evader. Most you do is stop them, question them. If they have a warrant or if they're carrying a weapon that you may uh, possibly arrest, other than that, you give them a civil summons. And what do they do with those civil summonses? They ignore them. Right. They never respond right. to them. They don't pay the fine. So we had ability to ensure that the laws were enforced and that people had to pay the penalty. That's gone. We have a legislature, we have a city council that is hell-bent on basically closing Likers Island. So they let Likers Island deteriorate to, so there is such a hellhole. hole, but the idea there is to close it so we then have fewer capacity in the five boroughs. They effectively wanna have a prison population of 3,000 in a city of eight and a half million, in a city that has an awful lot of crime, an awful lot of disorder. So they're they're living in a dream world. Rudy had, as as I did, as Ray did, as Bloomberg did, had the benefit of a criminal justice system where the five DAs were district attorneys who defended the public against the criminal. We now have three of our district attorneys who spend a lot of their time defending the criminals against the public. The world is turned upside down. So it's a, it's a very different
0: reality. Uh, it's fair. No, that's fair. You're right. But I, g- I guess for me where I get frustrated, Bill Bratton, is with Eric, who, again, I- I'm on the record saying I like him. I do think he's trying. I think for the most part his heart is in the right place. But he spends way too much time talking about race, Bill. I'm sorry. You know, when when, uh, when my friend uh, Tom Kennip represents uh, Daniel Penny, when Penny goes on that subway and he ends up killing Jordan Neely, not because he was a black man but because that guy was a menace to society, and the mayor comes out and goes, hey, hey. In very good fashion. Hey, let's see what happens. And then after he gets basically pressured by Sharpton and Bragg and all these losers, he comes out three weeks later, and now he's saying that could have been my son, Jordan Neely. So that's where my frustration is. He seems to make a lot of calls and decisions and comments based on race, and Rudy never would have done that. That you have to admit.
1: Well, race has been and always will be an issue in this city, in this country. It's a reality. And a lot of that is fueled by the unfortunate fact that so much of the crime that is seen on TV, that is reported in the newspapers, is occurring in the black community. What is not uh, reported as often is that uh, most of that crime is being committed against other blacks. That uh, the reality is that cross-racial crime is a relatively small amount of the crime in the city, always has been, but because of the sensitivities of race, It always receives a lot more attention. Yeah, but let me ask you a question.
0: Well, that's why you got to listen to this show every morning. I know you do, Bill, but everybody does because I come out and say it. I don't care about sensitivities. I don't care about people's feelings getting hurt. I don't care. I want my kid at 14 years old to be able to travel the subway safely, and blacks commit an unusual, uh, excuse me, an overwhelming amount of crime percentage-wise based on their community size, and only here are excuses, white cops taking out black people, racist cops, racist this, racist that, so until we start to really look in the mirror Bill Bratton and admit what's really going on and tackle that, no father is the drug problem, the culture, the music, the lack of education, until we... Do that and make excuses, nothing's going to change. And I don't like that. I don't want to see that anymore.
1: Well, the reality is, you have to consider race because it is such an important factor. But in this city, that uh, something the politicians continually choose to ignore is the fact that the department in New York City is a minority majority city, uh, my, my minority majority department. It is a department where more than half of the department lives in the city. It's not the idea that we're bringing cops in from all over. Half of them, more than half of them, live in the cities. The the good news is that the cops, whether they're white, black, Latino, they care about the city. They care about the public. And the exception is what makes the news, unfortunately, Uh, when you have an act that's committed by a cop that's not appropriate. But the good news is that every day, those 6 million 911 calls, they handle every year, They handle them well. In my great uh, frustration, is the political leadership in this state, this city, refuses to recognize how important, how significant the police are, and continues to attack them day in and day out. And shame on them. And honestly, shame on the voters who elect them. One of my favorite uh, quotes is from Ed Koch when he lost his last election for mayor. He was asked about it, and he said, well, the voters have spoken, now they must be punished. So <laughs> we are talking about. That's good. We are being punished. Yep. We are being yep. punished yep. by the voters yep. who put these characters into yep. office.
0: That's true. You know, you look at the number of police too, Bill Bratton, and I know they just got a raise, which is a joke. Even after the raise, they're making about fifty-five thousand, which is not nearly enough money for these cops. But the numbers are down, and they're down drastically. I guess closer to thirty thousand than forty thousand. And if anything. <laughs> Is, with anything, with the, with the way crime is in the city, we need more
1: cops. So what is the let issue me, there? Let me speak to that, and Ray can speak to it even more uh, 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 in, in a pertinent way. Uh, at Rudy Giuliani's last year, or next to last year, there were 41,000 police officers in the city. I had 38,000 my first time uh, at bat. And uh, during Ray's time, because of significant budget issues after nine-one-one, that – uh, the force declined by, I think, almost six or 7,000 uh, during the Boomer administration. Ray, to his credit, with that reduced force, was able to create the most uh, uh, significant counterterrorism intelligence operation in the world. In many respects, it far exceeds a lot of what the feds do, something I inherited. He was dealing with Al-Qaeda. I ended up having to deal with ISIS, myself and John Miller. When I came into office uh, uh, behind Ray, the police force was down to about 34, 35,000, I think, in his last year. We were able to get it back up to about 36,000 uh, uh, during the de Blasio first couple of years. But now it's down to 33,000. In a city now, it has 1 million more people than we had back in the 90s. Okay. New York has 8.5 million people now. It had 7.5 million. But Reagan speaks to that because he was dealing with a police force that every year during his time as police commissioner, was going down by about 500 officers a year. So by the end of his 12 years, he had 6,000 fewer cops. But to his credit, he kept crime going down as I did during my time, and as I did during my second time in 2014. But what screwed it up in this city was one, the loss of cops, but most importantly, the legislature. The screwball criminal justice reform, raise the age issue. Let's keep everybody out of jail. Let's keep everybody in New York unsafe. Uh, the fault lies right there.
0: No question. And the public advocate, Jemani Williams, on record a couple of days ago, fighting with my friend, Democrat Bob Holden out of Queens. He's in favor of all those programs, Bill, you just mentioned. So uh, Bill Bratton on the way out. Yes or no answer here. Very simple. Is stop and frisk a racist tactic?
1: It is not. It is the essential tool of American policing, just has to be controlled correctly. It has to be done lawfully. It has to be done uh, consistently. Stop questioning Frisk has always been the central tool of American police. And it's based on probable cause. It's based on a police officer, excuse me, based on reasonable suspicion, so that an officer basically is empowered to stop and question you if they feel endangered to pat you down. That's where the Frisk comes in. Now, in terms of uh, uh, it is an essential tool. American policing is something I've always practiced in every city I've ever been in.
0: I don't know if this is true or not. It may just be a rumor, Bill, but did I hear not that long ago that your beautiful wife was attacked or something happened to her on the streets of New York City? Is that true?
1: That's correct. At uh, uh, 1030 in the morning, uh, she was walking up uh, uh, 3rd Avenue at 57th Street in a line of people walking under the scaffolding of all over the damn city, and uh, as she was... uh, Walking along on the way to, to, a, to a store, uh, uh, a young black man uh, basically grabbed her arm, turned around, spit in the face, laughed, and ran off. That uh, you know. So in a sense of uh, it's that type of disorder that is so ubiquitous, so prevalent in the city that it's what scares people, understandably scares them. Her, 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 her concern was that what if he had a knife? What if he had a bar cut? What if, yep. he, what if he slashed me in the face with it? So that's the fear that people live in. That's why they don't ride the subways. That's why they're fearful walking the streets of their own neighborhood. And that's what we're still not getting, uh, doing a good job of getting our arms around. Yes. That's where also the lack of those three to 4,000 additional police officers that the city council will not fund. Why did the mayor not ask for more cops? Because he understood the city council would not give them to him. Right. He would to spend the, money, spend, spend the money on social justice programs. That's fair.
0: That's fair. But uh, you, uh, in the last 60 seconds, have a very personal story, which you just shared. Thank you for that, Bill Bratton, about your wife and even the mayor. I know that you tend to like him, and a lot of folks in this city try to back him. Even the mayor, on more than one occasion, has said crime in this city is a perception And he has said it relatively recently. You just said New Yorkers are scared to death and deservedly so. My wife got attacked. People are afraid to take the subway. So don't you think it's really irresponsible, whether it's Adams or Hochul or any political official, even a police commissioner, to come out and say it's perception when New Yorkers are scared to death?
1: Not really, because perception is a lot of people's reality. And so you have to deal with the perception but Many people basically are not the victims of crime, but they perceive it because of what they hear, what they're seeing. So you have to deal with, you kind of ignore the perception. You have to face the reality and face the perception at the same time.
0: Okay, listen, you are great. Uh, you're a tremendous commissioner, wherever you are, New York, Los Angeles, Boston. I'm always honored when you stop by Bill Bratton. So thank you so much for doing it this morning. And uh, unfortunately, I the end end the interview with this. Be safe. All the best. Thanks. All the best. All right. Bill Bratton right there. As we wrap up hour number two, been a great two hours. Curtis Sliwa and Bill Bratton. A lot more still to come, including another indictment for Donald Trump. We're going to talk to his attorney, my dear friend of 46 years, Joseph Tacopina. Ray Kelly, another great New York police commissioner. He's going to stop by uh, the Congressman Peter King. And how about this one? Attorney Bob Macedonio happens to be the attorney for Asa Ellerup, the wife of alleged Gilgo Beach murderer Rex Yorman. All that's still a come. Hump Day Wednesday with me, Sid Rosenberg, 77 WABC. in the Look at the faces, it's just like
1: the dream.